Hey there, C-Note here, and welcome to the Happy Chemicals Podcast. I am wanting to just do sort of a quick little potpourri of topics to... Well, I'm sitting here in front of Lake Ontario, just staring at the waves, and supposed to be spending a little bit of time to myself, but I am testing a audio recording app, and I figure I should actually try to make a podcast episode. One of the things that first sticks out to me is that I put out some videos on YouTube talking about Generation Alpha, which is the emerging generation of kids that are later than born, born after 2010, which includes my stepkids and my son. And uh, there is a pattern I've noticed amongst those kids. And uh, from reporting that I've seen around, like on TikTok and stuff, is is this judgmentalness. They've been, they've been referred to as like the honey badger generation a little bit by millennials, mostly because that's our meme. And they exude this like overconfidence and this assertiveness and uh, know-it-allness and, and um, dare I say a sense of taste, trying to at least apply a sense of taste because they're very judgy about millennials taste and Gen Xers taste. And uh, what's interesting about that is is this generation fits into the artist archetype within within generational theory. Now, generational theory gets big and complicated, and probably do more topics, uh, more conversations on that. But the general idea is that each generation fits within an archetype, a story archetype that's been seen throughout history, the history of human storytelling. And so the baby boomers represent the prophets, as in prophetic, as in speaking, more of like an oracle sort of vision, values, that kind of thing. Gen X represents the nomads, which are sort of free roaming, survival focused, and, uh, you know, rough and tough and all that grumbly Gen X stuff. Millennials are the hero generation, burdened with glorious purpose, and feeling this sense of waiting for instructions almost like, okay, you're going to do something big in the world. And there's this almost uh, rampant anxiety about like what that is. And uh, we'll probably see that manifest actually in the next few years. Uh, I'm going to leave that openly eerie <laughs> and maybe address that in a future episode. Uh, and then there's the artist generation, which is gen alpha. And so uh, a lot of people have suspected it was Gen Z that's going to be this, but it just doesn't line up with the projected uh, seasonal changes of generations, like the change of, of tone that we've experienced. And generally, the change of tone started to happen after 2008, the financial crisis. I thought it was 2001. I thought it was 9-11. But uh, in, in retrospect, the tone really did start to starkly change after 2008. So it's basically projected that these kids, these these honey badger alpha kids, are 2008 and later. And then Gen Z, I think, is going to eventually get lumped into uh, to millennial and uh, in in future history, so to speak. And so I find that these Gen Alpha kids are pretty judgmental because. They're overprotected and their world is really small and they've gotten a lot of exposure to content. <laughs> they've been watching YouTube since they were really, really tiny. 
And so there's probably this sense that they are the, in a way, an artist might be judgmentally elitist a little bit. They are the ones, they are the purveyors of tastes, so to speak, or like trying to be. I actually think, and I'm just postulating with that, but I actually think the real reason that they're so judgmental is because their world is small and being judgmental keeps your world small. You know, it allows you to feel safer by saying that everything else is weird and it's sort of putting walls or bubbles around you. And I think they've had to do that, you know, otherwise like the world is just the perception of the world, at least by millennials and by Gen X and boomers are creating a very paranoid driven divisive world. And so they're in this headspace of like, look, I got my head down in my iPad and everything else I don't even want to deal with it. It's weird. Like, it's it's strange. Meanwhile, they're doing, like, skibbity toilet and all these weird things, right? But, like, I think it's delightful. I'm, as an artist, I, I watch their uh, their weird stuff, and I'm like, this is great. I want more weirdness, right? Because <laughs> I think there's too much seriousness in the world of older generations and not enough weirdness as it is. Uh, so they're very judgmental about, like, millennials and our stuff uh, that we grew up with where it was just like uh this everything's so dramatic right <laughs> everything's about the hero generation emo everything's just like oh mental health and heavy and, uh, and then gen xers are like i'm trying to rule the world with finances and the media right <laughs> it's just like everything's so Serious, and then the baby boomers are just like, the world's gonna end. Cool, <laughs> and uh, either that's a great thing, and they're just like, I don't know, I'm just gonna play naked on the beach until the world ends, or they're like, where we need to fix it and save it through academia and and all of that stuff. So it's a it's a whole thing. But anyway, the main uh, idea and thought process is that uh, these Gen Alpha kids are judgmental for a reason. And uh, I think one of the other reasons is because we, they have millennial and Gen X parents primarily. And so there's a shared neuroses that both generations have that Gen X and millennials have, which is a little bit of an authoritarian. I don't even want to say authoritarian. It's, it's not quite like that. It's, um, uh, well, I, I noticed that a lot of the parenting style of Gen X and millennial in an avoidance of purveying or creating the parenting style that they grew up with, they're trying to be more relaxed. They're not trying to be as demanding, right? Gen X in the sense of like, you know, I grew up trying to figure it out, so you need to go figure it out. So that means not giving orders. And then the same thing with millennials. It's like we grew up being given these like kind of vague orders of who we're supposed to be and we have a ton of anxiety about it, so I don't want to put that on you. So now these kids are growing up with no clear orders given or direction at all. They're giving more um, feedback to their parents about like what they want to do. Like They have more say in the household. And so that also translates to what's called negotiator parenting. It's a negotiator parenting style where it's like, do you want this or do you want this? And usually it's actually a, a unconsciously inferred right answer to it. So there's an unconscious, if, if millennials and Gen X are sort of pushing down 
their inner authority in some way, shape, or form, or their ability to say, hey, you need to specifically do this, then the kids are picking up on that and saying, oh, you're giving me authority then. And they're taking the authority. So they're being judgmental. They're being uh, uh, aggressive and assertive and sometimes crude or cruel, uh, depending on the situation. I posted a video on TikTok saying this idea and some woman replied saying, you know, I'm only 20 years old, but I told a I told one of these Gen Alpha kids that I am 20 and, and she called me old. They're just like mean for no reason. <laughs> and uh, I, I think there is a reason. And if anything, it reminds me of like uh, the Archie Bunker generation. I don't know if it's the same silent generation kind of archetype, but that's the equivalent that uh, these artist generation kids would be the equivalent of the silent generation. Us millennials are the equivalent of the GI generation. Nomads, Gen X are the equivalent of the lost generation. And then the previous boomers or profit generation were the missionary generation of like the mid to late, like just, just after the civil war, um, those, those were born, those people were born. So it's, there's these interesting archetypal cycles. And I think how it reflects on us as parents is like, first of all, the cycle is just playing out the way it needs to play out. But what, it, what, um, generational theory provides as a leg up, I guess, is the ability to kind of slightly break the cycle, you know, because if, if you're too programmed like the rest of the generation, you're going to have the same generation's problems. But at the same time, if you just become an, an anti-rebel to it, then you're going to have even more problems, right? So you're either going to get pushed by the wave or drowned by the wave. So it's, it's learning how to ride the wave. And I think each generation has these for themselves. I think in the case of Gen Alpha that I'm talking about, it is stepping into your own authority as a millennial or Gen Xer who's listening and not doing the negotiator thing so much. There are things you can negotiate, of course, like, hey, do you want to wear these shoes or these shoes, right? But over applying that to literally everything, like instead of providing them food because they need to eat and saying like, are you hungry? Do you want to go somewhere? Uh, we're going to go to the store. Do you want to come? Like you're giving them too much authority, basically. And by giving them too much authority, they actually feel like the world is smaller. They feel unsafe because there's no... Um, there's no clarity that someone is actually making decisions for them and that they are like truly protected, not overprotected in like the hover parenting kind of way, but protected in the way that someone who feels like they can shine in the sun and grow has the freedom to grow. You know, there's, there's this unconscious knowing that they don't have freedom. They don't actually have freedom to go do whatever they want. So they're given this sort of faux freedom. And that's that's another side of what I think millennials and Gen Xs are doing is like, we recognize there's no actual freedom, so we're trying to give you whatever freedom we can, which is really nothing. And they're accepting it. And so, you know, it's just like any, there's this meme that's like, I'm never going to screw up my kids. And yeah, we're never going to do what our parents did. And then there's a... Uh, uh, writing on the kid that's like a whole different kind of screwed up 
<laughs> and and that's effectively what's happening. It's like, you know, there's just becoming a different kind of screwed up. But uh, another reason I think we're able to see this now, even though they've been they've been alive for 14 to 16 years, is that um, there's this cycle that I learned within the gene keys. It's referencing something else, but there are these seven-year cycles of childhood development. And in the first seven years, you're doing physical development. You're focused on your physical world, movement, play, screaming, touching things, grabbing stuff, like yelling. You're just figuring out your physical world. From 8 to 14, you're figuring out your emotional world. And then from 15 to 21, you're figuring out your mental world. And they're smack dab in their emotional world. So not only are they digital natives and they have the ability to share some of their ideas and what they're coming across, you know, with each other, they're doing gaming on Fortnite and stuff like that and, and quickly sharing ideas to become the overprotected, highly conformist generation that is quickly bouncing socially off of each other and adapting socially to each other. Uh, but then they're able to, uh, there's a quick quick adaptation, but they're they're also able to now share their emotional experiences, especially with millennials so hyper focused on emotional well being. Those ideas are spreading pretty quickly between them, and I think millennials are very attuned to what those emotional experiences are, or trying to be. So they're getting a lot of not only they're getting some feedback from Gen Alpha that is like, uh, I don't, I don't know that I want all of this seriousness. And then, uh, getting feedback from like giving feedback to millennials back who are already very sensitive to feedback and saying, you're weird. You're overly dramatic. You're doing too much emotional thinking. Um, and the same thing for, for Gen Xers. It's like you, they're, <laughs> You want me to be resilient? Well, I'm just going to make up something weird. And then Gen X ends up like judging them for being weird. <laughs> so there's this underlying sort of, uh, I think, like prejudice or authority shadow or basically something being picked up from both Gen X and millennials that the Gen Alpha is 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 picking up as as what they need to be, which is. Well, you're giving me all the authority, so I'm going to be an authority. I'm going to be rude. I'm going to be judgmental. I'm going to tell you what I think. I, you've been asking for my opinion since I was little. You, you have been, you have plopped me in front of an iPad, and it's all I ever know. And so I want more of it, right? So as much as we're trying to deal with our social media addictions, they are, they are the purveyors of our screen addiction that has been the major element of our last saculum, our last 80 years, which is like TV screens and children's programming being created for baby boomers, Gen X also living at home and living on their own, being entertained by the TV, a la the cable guy, and uh, basically developing a personality based on media as much as they claim to hate the media, I think they're in love with it <laughs> because it's all they've ever known. And then we've got uh, millennials who are very much, uh, we are addicted socially to our screens 
I'm recording this on my phone. I have my phone everywhere with me. Uh, if anything, there's like a panic and anxiety if I don't have my phone. And uh, watching YouTube on it all the time, I'm uh, nostalgically playing old video games on screens. Like, m my world is completely inundated with screens. And then my kids are just like 10x that, constantly on screens. And I'm trying to find the balance, but I'm also addicted to screens, so I can't get them off of it. Because it's just, it's a, it's this trickle-down effect that I think they're just receiving all of the, the shadows and the nonsense and the complaining and the addictions and our mental health stuff. Like, everything is just trickling down to these kids who are just doing the best that they can. So... I'm not even upset that they're judgmental because I'm starting to understand it. And then at the same time, I want to actually help them to ease up on doing it so much that I'm recognizing them doing it as a tactic to keep their world small, to make them actually feel safe in a way that they don't. The challenge is we're not with them all the time. They're with their other parents and I don't know what's going on there, but we usually are trying to provide at least a little more authority. And I'm trying to coach Molly there too, because she does more of the negotiator parenting a little more than I do. So we're trying to be a little bit more um, putting our foot down and more direct so that the kids can actually feel safe and not needing to be so judgmental. But at the same time, if their other kids are feeling the same, and that's just part of the culture of their generation, then it's like swimming against the tide. <laughs> so it's, it's, if I can at least help them translate it into something that's maybe more playful and less harsh and less cruel or less mean to each other or less mean to themselves or less mean to their siblings or whatever, right? There, it's so interesting to see this emphasis on kindness to kids the last few years really manifest as the opposite. <laughs> that's their rebellion is like, you need to be sweet. You need to be kind. You need to be loving to each other. You need to care for your mental health. And they're like, fuck you, mom. <laughs> uh, and, and I think as these kids get older, it's, it's going to trigger a little bit of Gen X too. So I'm just curious to see how this unfolds ultimately. Like I'm sort of expressing this in a playful way. I was going to talk about other things, but this kind of dominated uh, my interest right now. So um, yeah, this is a Gen Alpha episode and it's really about parenting. It's really about our relationship as millennials and, and Gen X. Like what do we do? <laughs> and um, I think the best thing that we can actually do is stop trying so hard. Like that's what's screwing the kids up is trying so hard to insist on our values. They're already getting the, the trickle-down effect from the last 80 years of culture, of meritocracy, of the social madness of millennials. And they're getting a mix of all of it. And the best thing that we can do is try to, I think, give them more attention, not focus on our seriousness so much, not focus on our work so much, 
maybe get over ourselves a little bit first. <laughs> and uh, I'll probably provide a little bit more detail about what that looks like for millennials and Gen X. And if you're curious, I've got podcast episodes that I did with Personality Hacker centered on generational theory. Uh, we did a whole bunch of them. Uh, and uh, some of them were about the shadows of each generation. And these were before Gen Alpha was starting to become uh, a part of the zeitgeist conversation. So I'm just trying to get ahead of it because I think it's interesting and I want to share some thoughts. And I'm curious about what people's experiences are. So if you get a chance, this is now hosted on Substack. Let's go see notes. Dot, no, actually, it's happychemicals.substack.com. You can leave a comment there now and start a conversation. And I would love to hear what your experience with your kids are or what, you know, the, the gen alpha kids are. Maybe it's like your little cousins or something like that. Like what is your experience of, of their demeanor and their behaviors and what they like or don't like, um, trying to understand. And what's interesting too, is that I'm still doing the thing that happened to them, which was that they were being used for content at an early age, uh, like put on Instagram stories for social clout by millennials and stuff. And man, I just think, I just think we're going to reckon with that a little bit. <laughs> it's uh, I don't know. I don't know why it delights me so much. It's just, um, maybe it's because it delights me because I think millennials are trying so hard to be good, trying so hard to not do what our parents quote unquote did to us. And here we are keeping the cycle going and screwing our kids up by not trying to screw them up. <laughs> oh, what a joy. Well, you know, life's fun like that. So thank you for listening. I appreciate you taking the time to uh, listen to this episode and, and these rambles. Let me know what you think of the audio quality. I'm trying a different app and service and all this stuff. Uh, let me know your situation with Gen Alpha. And let me know if you have any other podcasts that you think would be interesting to share around self-coaching. In this sense, it's parenting, but uh, there's relationships, there's career, there's self-growth and personality frameworks and all sorts of stuff. I'm sort of starting fresh a little bit with my approach, but it's all under the focus of self-coaching. I have courses on Udemy, udemy.com slash user slash Christian dash A dash Rivera. I'll put the link in the comments as well. And um, I think that's it. You know, I'm reworking some stuff. So as I re rework some things, I'll share more links and all that fun stuff. So appreciate you taking the time to listen. I hope you enjoyed my voice. I hope you enjoyed the audio quality. Hope you had some laughs. And uh, I hope you have a fantastic day. Talk to you next time.